plans for my crazy day. My packed commute. All those unread emails in my inbox. But I'm getting stronger, faster, and pushing myself further every day. I don't care if I'm not like everyone else. This punching bag is the best way to end my day. Fearless is knowing yoga isn't your style. That's the power of the Blue Cross and Blue Shield Federal Employee Program. Learn more about our healthy benefits at fepblue.org slash get more. You are Locked On Vikings, your daily Minnesota Vikings podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It is Locked On Vikings on the Locked On Podcast Network, episode number 289. It's Sam and Sage today on a Friday. It is the day that we make selections. And quickly, before we begin, a reminder that you can win a subscription to Pro Football Focus by leaving a simple review on iTunes, including your Twitter handle, and enter yourself for a chance to win a PFF subscription. Sage Rosenfels joins us now. And, you know, there was a great football game on last night, Sage, and the Eagles got the win, but I bet you were a little more preoccupied with Game 5 Cubs and Nationals, if I were to make a prediction. That's what you were probably uh, paying attention to. Uh, well, I was flipping back and forth, and uh, but, yeah, I was probably watching the Cubs game more, and, and my Cubbies uh, got a big win, pulled one out. Four-and-a-half-hour game last night. So uh, the, 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 that's, that's just regular October baseball, it seems like. Games that get into the four-hour range, and that one was all of that. So that was quite the game, and there was a heck of a football game, too, as I was flipping back and forth. Yeah, I was more preoccupied with the baseball as well, and I had no skin in the game, and I still I feel the second-hand anxiety Especially when it's the home team behind, I, down by one in the ninth inning and the eighth inning, I just feel sort of the stress level that they're experiencing. That is a fun spectacle to watch. The intensity of October baseball elimination game, and Wade Davis goes out there for a basically a three inning save. That was that was pedigree right there. That was just the Cubs saying, "We've been here before, we've won before, and we're going to get it done. We're not going to be denied." Yeah, we have to do special things in special times, and he stepped up to the plate, and, and obviously the Cubs, you know, they were down for it. I think four to one, uh, and you know, slowly worked their way back and back and forth, and, and uh, that was quite the ball game. October baseball is the, the best baseball uh, in my belief, and same with hockey. I, I, I'm a hockey fan, but man, there's nothing better than playoff hockey. There's just something about that, uh, you know, sort of game seven or game five. Uh, elimination type atmosphere in those two sports that just keeps you on the edge of every pitch or, uh, or, or every, you know, every second really in a hockey game. Well, we'll talk a little football here with uh, the Vikings and Packers coming up on Sunday. We've got our picks to make. Speaking of the Packers, just I want to ask you about kind of Mike McCarthy and the dynamic when you have a great coach and a great quarterback that have been together for a long time. You know, the same can be said with Belichick and Brady. How much of the success do you think would be attributed to the quarterback in those cases, and how much of the success attributed to the head coach? Uh, well, it's got to be both. I mean, I'm a, I'm a big believer that football is – it's not like the NBA. You know, offense to you know, Tyron Lue, but, you know, LeBron James runs that team and the players run the team in, in basketball. And, and I really think probably baseball, too, the, the manager makes certain decisions. But in football – it goes hand in hand. It's 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 the X's and O's and it's the Jimmys and the Joes. And you know, no no team without talent won the Super Bowl, and no team without coaching won the Super Bowl really either. So 
I think it really takes a lot of both. And uh, you know, Belichick is, a, I think, the all-time greatest NFL coach. And I think Brady's probably all-time greatest uh, quarterback. So you know, there's a reason probably that they're, you know, the Belichick is the greatest coach because of Brady, and there's a reason because Brady's the that, the, that Brady is the greatest quarterback is because of Belichick. They, they truly go hand in hand. Do you think it will harm Aaron Rodgers' legacy at all if he stays stuck on one Super Bowl win until he retires? No, I don't think so. I mean, I mean, Peyton Manning really until the end, he was stuck on one Super Bowl. Dan Marino won zero Super Bowls. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't think so. And I, I don't know if Aaron Rodgers is going to win another one. That roster is, is not a great roster. Uh, it's, it's an average football team that he makes into a very good football team because he's so great. Uh, but, uh, you know, I don't think so. I think everyone understands that, uh, you know, a certain play, you know, Ben Roethlisberger has two Super Bowls. Eli Manning has two Super Bowls, but they're also on really good football teams at that time. And, 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 uh, and neither one of them are really counted on to, you know, just carry the football team on their back to win those Super Bowls. So uh, I, I think what Aaron Rodgers does is, is incredible from week to week. And I don't think it uh, hurts his legacy if he doesn't win another one. As far as this game goes on Sunday, both teams have four players that have not practiced this week. Tell me which injury situation concerns you more. So we've got the Vikings on one side. Obviously, Bradford is out. Stefan Diggs and Anderson Dejo have groin injuries. Nick Easton, the left guard, has a calf injury. So those are the four out for Minnesota. For Green Bay, all defensive players. Two linebackers, Ahmad Brooks and Joe Thomas. Morgan Burnett, the safety, has not practiced. Kevin King with a concussion, their cornerback, their rookie cornerback, also has not practiced. So you got four defensive players on one side, three offense, one defense on the Vikings side. Which concerns you more? Well, you normally you would think, obviously, you know, man, the Vikings are missing their, their starting quarterback. That really concerns me. But, you know, I sort of made my case at this point. It doesn't concern me. I like the way Case Keenum's playing. Uh, I think that uh, he's playing at, at a level in different ways, you know, he's not the same player as Bradford, but he's better at different things than, than Bradford in other ways. So I don't think there's much of a drop-off in that situation. Um, I, I think the Packers' injuries are, are worse uh, than, than the Vikings. The Vikings have, you know, injuries at, at starting positions, but uh, they're, they're not premier players. Obviously, Diggs is a premier player, but uh, I don't think they're, they're at the level of the Packers, who are just seem to be missing a lot more more players and and that 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 roster already isn't that uh that talented or that deep in the first place and the packers also have two tackles that are limited now sometimes limited means very little that's an ambiguous term they could easily play if they were to not play that would be a feast for the vikings defensive line which continues to impress me and and it feels like everson griffin like a fine wine, only gets better with age. If he gets a sack in three consecutive more games, I think he would tie the Vikings record with a sack in eight in a row because he's got one or more in each of the first five games. Um, but that unit seems to be easily the strength of this team, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I, I believe so. That that defensive line is, is very, very good. <laughs> Whether it's you know, they're, they're, they're pretty good at stopping the run. If they have any weakness, occasionally teams can run the ball on them a little bit. Uh, but if they can stop the run and they can get them in the third and long situation, second long situations, they've got a bunch of pass rushers who are really, really good. And, uh, yeah, that, that is the strength of this roster. And it's the strength of a lot of championship rosters. I mean, those Giants, Super Bowl teams, I mean, the D-line with Strahan and Justin Tuck and, and uh, Chris Canty and some of those other guys, uh, you know, they were studs. You know, they, they really controlled the game with that defensive line. They, they stopped the run and get pressure on the quarterback with just a – 
with just four guys. So that, you know, the coordinator doesn't have to blitz. He doesn't have to draw anything up in particular. Just get pressure with his four guys. And so that is the strength of this this team. And uh, it's you know really that the team's going to go only as only as far as, as this D line can really control the football game when they have these games that they struggle. Defensive line is an obvious strength. Why don't we each give an X factor, a pregame X factor? Who is going to kind of fly below the radar and make a big impact on this game for the Vikings slash Packers? Uh, which matchup do you like? I am going to say that running backs in space going up against a potentially injured Packers linebacking core. I mean, Jarek McKinnon was great against the Bears, and I think there's potential for him to go off again against the Packers. It seems like when he gets kind of in the in the rhythm with the passing game, it helps him out in the running game as well. I'd like to see them get McKinnon involved again, maybe another six catches in this one, maybe feast on that second level of the Packers defense. For me, it's going to be whoever uh, whoever's playing corner opposite Xavier Rhodes. So whether it's Waynes or or, or anybody else, it's it's you know the the, the Packers. Their 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 strength offensively is throwing the football. They use three wide receivers very well. Devontae Adams has become you know sort of a household name if you follow the NFC North. He's become a very good wide receiver. Sort of came out of nowhere from a couple of years ago. And obviously they got Jordy Nelson uh, and. Uh, I'm having a total train of thought. Yeah, uh, Randall Cobb. So, you know, they got three wide receivers, and, and so the Vikings are going to have to have three corners that, you know, play their tails off all game. And, uh, you know, they, they know they're going to be seeing a lot of man-to-man coverage. There's no, you know, there's going to be a lot of 50-50 balls in this game. You know, can, can uh, you know, the, these corners for the Vikings, you know, I'm not worried about Rhodes. I'm worried about the other guys. Can these guys hold up uh, with, you know, deflecting passes, not getting pass interferences, uh, and not obviously giving up long completions to you know guys like Jordy Nelson. So to me, it's 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 the cornerback uh, spot is the most important position I think for the Vikings in this game. Is democracy in danger or decline? Condoleezza Rice, William Galston, and Carlos Gutierrez and others take on this question in the fall edition of The Catalyst, a journal of ideas from the Bush Institute. Surveys show Americans place less trust in institutions like the media and business. Others contend America has faced far more challenging periods and emerged strong. Leading policymakers, Bush Institute experts, and respected journalists take on this debate. Read about it at bushcenter.org slash catalyst. So I've tallied up the picks from last week. We both went two and two. So I currently stand at 12 and eight, and you are at 500, 10 and 10. Two games back with 12 weeks to go. So we've got four games to pick once again. We'll do the NFC North teams, obviously, and we will add a non-division game so we get to four. Uh, Let's do Patriots at Jets. Somehow this is a battle for the AFC East lead, the Jets are heavy underdogs at home against the Patriots. This feels like a game New England would never, ever lose. Is there a chance that the New York Jets can win at home against the Patriots? I don't think so. I don't think so. But if they do, it's because the Jets' D-line has gotten pressure on Tom Brady. That has been a big weakness on that offense. The offensive line's not as good as it was in the years past. Brady's been hit. Uh, I believe a record number number times, like 35 times or something this year. Uh, we, we all know about the secondary troubles for the Patriots. It does have that team has weaknesses, but I just cannot imagine them losing to the Jets. I don't think that you know the Jets are three and two. Uh, I don't think they're as good as their record is. I think at some point 
uh, you know, the, uh, the the bottom will fall out of that deal, and they'll end up with you know six to maybe eight wins by the end. Uh, I don't see them as a uh, as a playoff football team, so I think it's going to be a, a Patriots win by you know ten to fourteen points. I'll agree with you. I'll take the Patriots. And just looking at the Jets' schedule thus far, they have done well defensively. You know, they lost to the Bills, but they held the Bills to twenty one. Then. They got killed by the Raiders, and they were off to an 0-2 start. But then the schedule softened considerably. They beat the Dolphins at home. They beat the Jaguars at home. And they beat the Browns on the road. So it's not like they've really knocked off any world beaters here. Patriots will be an entirely new challenge. Then they have the Falcons in two weeks. So they might come back to earth real quickly. I will also go with New England. Let's go to the Lions at Saints. New Orleans is 2-2. They had a bye last week, favored by four and a half against Detroit, who laid an egg against Carolina last Sunday. And the Saints, we haven't talked about this, recently traded Adrian Peterson. Will they be liberated in the run game now with just Ingram and Kamara? <laughs> they, they, they might be. Uh, this would be a fun game to watch. You know, I'd be both these teams are, are dome football teams, both have quarterbacks who can really throw it. Might be a high scoring football game. You know, we shall see. But, uh, Hmm. I'm trying to think who to go. I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with the Saints in this game. Uh, they're the home team, and uh, Drew Brees is starting to play better. And I do I, I agree with you. I think that uh, Adrian Pearson being gone now is a, a sort of distraction out the window. Now they can really focus uh, on the team that they've sort of had for the last few years and not have uh, this sort of as, as I said before distraction. Uh, that's you know everyone's going to should we get Adrian the ball more? Should we throw? He can't throw. You know he doesn't catch the ball very well. How is he in protection? Uh, all that is gone now, and they can just focus on winning football games. So I like the Saints in this one. I'm also going to take the Saints. I watched a good tr- a good chunk of that Lions-Panthers game, and if you want to get an update on Matt Stafford's health, probably listen to Locked on Lions. I can't tell you for sure, but he did not look 100% in that game. Toward the end, he looked really battered. And I think when you have a guy who relies so much on his legs – who's not 100%, and that's going to hurt your offense. New Orleans is a tough place to play on the road. And like you said, Peterson out the door. I think they'll give a lot of work to that rookie, Kamara, who's really surprised them and sort of made Peterson expendable. So I will go with New Orleans Saints to get to 3-2. and two. And suddenly uh, the Vikings beating them looks a little bit better on paper. Let's go to the Bears at the Ravens. Chicago is 1-4. Once again, it'll be Mitch Trubisky. The Ravens are three and two, and they're favored by six and a half in Baltimore. What do you think? Well, the Ravens didn't look very good a couple of weeks ago, and now they've sort of rebounded and have come back to life. And, and you know, they looked absolutely terrible over there in that London game. I'm not, I'm not sure if you saw that, mm-hmm. but uh, they, they they played better last week, and, and they're coming back to life. So they're, again, they're playing at home. I like the Ravens in this football game. Yeah, I've got a hard time taking the rookie quarterback on the road at this point. Uh, I still think the Bears are are pretty tough at home for whatever reason, but they have not proven to be very good on the road. Smoked by Green Bay, smoked by Tampa Bay. I'm going to go with the Ravens as well. We're agreeing a little too much here for my liking. Packers and Vikings, this is the big one. Packers favored by three at U.S. Bank Stadium. Vikings with a backup quarterback. Can they beat Green Bay and tie them for the division lead? I think they can. I, I, I'm going to pick the Vikings in this one. I'm not not just because I'm a homer. Uh, I remember being at the game last year in Minnesota U.S. Bank, and, and Aaron Rodgers was a bit uh, razzled in that football game, and and uh, the Vikings offense, which you know really 
wasn't didn't really do much last year. Wasn't that a great offense last year? Put up some pretty good numbers versus the Packers. So uh, I like Case Keenum in this football game. I like what he's going against from a from an injury standpoint uh, with that Packers and linebackers and secondary issues. So I'm going to go with the Vikings this game, and I'm going to give you a score uh, of 20. Again, another weird score, 23, uh, 23 to 18, 23-18. Oh, okay. I'm trying to think how you would even get to 18. It's three uh, touchdowns and three missed extra points by, by Mason Crosby. <laughs> Mason Crosby's going to yeah, have a bad day. Fall apart. He's going to fall apart. Wow. In a dome, too, nonetheless. That, <laughs> uh, so here's what worries me for the Vikings here. I feel like... The Packers are going to be more banged up defensively. I'm curious, though, if the Vikings are as equipped to capitalize on those injuries as Aaron Rodgers might be. For instance, Aaron Rodgers might see that Andrew Sandejo is out. Let's say he doesn't play. The drop-off at safety for the Vikings is pretty stark. They don't have much behind Sandejo and Smith. So that tells me that you know Rodgers is going to see that weakness and he's going to go at it over and over again. Uh, Trey Waynes, he's struggled in coverage some this year. Aaron Rodgers is going to pick on him. He's going to pick on him and just needle away until he gets the result he wants. I fear that the Vikings have just a couple susceptibilities, and Rodgers is going to be so good at exploiting. I'm going to go with Green Bay, and people got on me last week for taking Chicago, but I'm sure they're all happy when the Vikings won, so maybe it's another reverse jinx. I'm, I'm going to go with Green Bay, winning this game 27 to 20 and uh, we'll see if that motivates the vikings because i'm sure sage they all listen to the show they probably get pumped up when i pick against them so let's go packers yeah chalkboard material for mike zimmer and his staff to put up in the locker to motivate the players exactly so. yeah they'll they'll play this prior to their team meeting today i love it <laughs> Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So we've got our picks down. We've got one difference. I got Packers. You've got Vikings. And we'll see if, if you can make up any ground here. You're down by two games in the pick standings. Enjoy the game on Sunday, Sage. And enjoy your game of golf later this afternoon. There's not many golf days left. No, we're coming to the end of the season. Those those trees are starting to turn. So, yeah, I got a, got a decent day today. Driving up, driving up to Minneapolis. And may even make it over to U.S. Bank for the game on Sunday. Fantastic. All right. He's Sage. I'm Sam. At Sage Rosenfels18 on Twitter. At Sam Ekstrom. You can also follow at Locked On Vikings. Thanks for listening. Enjoy your weekend, everybody. Is democracy in danger or decline? Condoleezza Rice, William Galston, and Carlos Gutierrez and others take on this question in the fall edition of The Catalyst, a journal of ideas from the Bush Institute. Surveys show Americans place less trust in institutions like the media and business. Others contend America has faced far more challenging periods and emerged strong. Leading policymakers, Bush Institute experts, and respected journalists take on this debate. Read about it at bushcenter.org catalyst.